A lot of people are saying that this is going to be the most important election in history. President Trump says it a lot, and so does Joe Biden. The difference is that Joe doesn't know why he says it. And every time you turn around, someone else is saying it too. At this point, it's hard to find anyone who isn't saying it. You can't watch television or listen to the radio or read a newspaper or surf the internet without hearing someone raising their voice or possibly lowering it and saying in the most serious way, this is the most important election in the history of America. So we've established that this is, without a doubt, going to be the most important election in the history of America. At least a lot of people are saying it is. It's also going to be one of the most frustrating and confusing elections in history, too. And not just because of the confusion in Joe Biden's mind, either. Joe Biden is a super spreader of confusion, just like members of the media are super spreaders of misinformation and lies. Even Kamala Harris is acting very confused lately. She's so confused that she's forgetting many of the positions she used to hold on a lot of issues before accepting the vice presidential nomination. And now she's taking positions that no one has ever heard her take before. We're told that she isn't confused. She simply reevaluated her former positions and concluded that most of them weren't well thought out and that being around Joe Biden would cause anyone to change their mind about a lot of things, even perhaps dementia, a subject that she's never probably even thought about. But after spending time around Joe Biden, I'll bet now she can hardly think about anything else, because it could put her in the Oval Office. She's probably Googled signs of dementia at least a hundred times in the last month alone. Or maybe not. Who knows? But wouldn't you like to see her browsing history? I think if you say that you're still a Democrat, this is a most confusing time for you. Trump supporters are not very confused at all. They like freedom and a good economy and no new wars and a realistic foreign policy. But Democrats don't know what they're supposed to like anymore. There are a few things they seem to agree on, like America is a very bad country, it was founded on racism, and it's still racist to the core. And they all know that Donald Trump is a very bad man. But their reasons differ. They don't like his hair or his tone of voice, or that he expects Europeans to help defend themselves. They never look at his results, and that, above everything else concerning their hate, seems irrational. And irrational people scare the hell out of me. And Democrats can't seem to agree on things like, should we stick with capitalism or adopt socialism? They like to call it democratic socialism, but that doesn't really exist. But it seems to make them feel better to call it that. Another sign that they're completely irrational. Very scary. They also don't seem to know if they like free speech. It appears they don't, but they keep saying they do. But their actions don't back it up. They clearly don't like religion. And there are large parts of the Constitution that'll just have to go if they gain power again. It also appears that they want to write a lot of new rules and be able to change them whenever it suits them. And that's terrifying. It's also confusing to see a lot of people who used to support Democrats now supporting Republicans, and vice versa. Democrats keep saying 
they're the big tent party, and I keep telling them that you should never allow socialists into your tent because they always make such a mess of freedom and democracy. But Nancy Pelosi says that she can handle it, although we see that she really can't. I think Democrats have always wanted to be the party of the elites, and now they are. They're very happy, ecstatic even, because now they don't have to deal with all of the riffraff, you know, regular people. They have outgrown their welcome with working stiffs, having used them so much over the years without actually ever delivering on any of their promises. Just like they've never really done anything for African Americans either. Their leaders have always thought of themselves as morally superior, but now they see themselves as both elite and morally superior, and they no longer have to associate with people who actually work for a living. And they've even attracted a lot of big corporate leaders to join up with them, too, and their Hollywood friends and teachers and college professors and a surprising number of very well-off people who have all the answers to everything. And don't forget all of the so-called environmentalists who think global warming will be the end of the planet, maybe as soon as next week. Democrats may have to throw some of them overboard pretty soon, too, because they've been predicting the end of the world for the last 30 years or so, and nothing has happened. And some of them are actually starting to realize that we've had hurricanes and droughts and tornadoes and heat waves and cold spells for thousands of years. And there are more polar bears today than ever before. So some of the global warming fanatics may finally be realizing that the joke is on them. Democrats are very comfortable with their new exclusive club of superior people and very happy that they don't have to pretend to stand up for working-class people and otherwise normal and ordinary folks anymore because that was always so hard because, you know, they just aren't very bright. Do they even know what a martini is? Elites are tripping over themselves to join this new Democratic Socialist Party free from ever having to deal with normal people again. I mean, have you ever tried hanging out with cops or construction workers or small business owners? It isn't easy, you know. A lot of them are working so hard that they don't even have time to read the latest trendy books or see the latest movies or know the best wines. And I know you'll find this very hard to believe, but they actually like the things that President Trump has done. That's how dumb they are. They look at the actual results and don't listen to their intellectual superiors. And they believe in capitalism, too. They just don't get it at all. Democrats, I think, were always the party of the elites, but they used bribes to gain support from the poor and minorities and unions. They never really liked the people who supported them. It was strictly business. They took their votes but made it a point to never actually hang out with them. Those people talk about really mundane things like their families and sports and TV programs. They don't know anything about art and theater and literature. None of them read Vanity Fair or The New Yorker or even The New York Times. And if you can believe it, they don't even think they're racist. So a lot of union people and construction workers and factory workers Cops and firemen are now voting Republican. And a lot of business leaders and rich people are becoming Democrats. And then there are the never-Trumpers. I can't figure out most of them, except that he must be costing them money somehow. People always say, 
follow the money. Someone should write a book about them. It might be interesting. The bottom line is that the parties have been redefined since the last presidential election, but maybe they should have been transformed a long time ago. And I read another article today about how a civil war is definitely going to happen in America. I don't think so. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. A civil war needs leaders, and there are no leaders on the left or the right calling for war. There are no black leaders calling for a war against white people, and no white leaders calling for war against African Americans. Wars need leaders, and so do revolutions. Where are the leaders calling for war? And who would follow them? Have you seen the riots? There are a bunch of idiots throwing things. That's not a war, civil or any other kind. It's just a temper tantrum by a bunch of stupid kids and burned out hippies from the 60s. And it isn't going to change anything. And it could be stopped in a few hours if Democrats really wanted it to stop. No, any real change to the way America is governed will come peacefully at the ballot box, at least at first. And it'll be the kind of change that will be far harder to stop. It will stop, but maybe only by using force, real force, with guns and bombs and with many people being killed. If there is ever a civil war in America, it'll be the result of free and fair elections. Because we might elect people who don't believe in freedom. Remember, AOC can run for president in 2024. But only a fool doesn't understand that what she'd really be running for is dictator. And there are more fools than you can ever imagine who will vote for her. I know I keep talking about freedom. And some people say both parties are the same, so what's the difference? They're missing the point. There is a difference, and if you lose sight of that difference, you could lose your freedom. The difference is that Republicans stand for freedom. Nothing Donald Trump has ever done has resulted in one single American losing their freedom. The left keeps saying he wants to be an authoritarian leader, a dictator, but rational people see that as a complete lie. It's the Democrats and the radical left who put no real value on freedom, and they prove it every time they're in power. You've seen it in full view during the coronavirus pandemic. It's on full display. And what you see are people who are not good leaders. They don't want to inspire. They simply want to control. They don't know how to inspire people to follow. They can only coerce them through force, if necessary, to make them obedient. Their ideas are bad. And when your ideas are bad and people don't like them, you have a choice to make. Listen to reason and abandon your bad ideas or use whatever force is at your disposal to enforce your bad ideas. Democrats and the radical left have made their choice. But many Americans aren't paying attention, or they value their freedom too lightly. They need to wake up, and if they don't wake up before something really bad happens, when they finally do wake up, they'll be forced to do more than vote if they want to restore the freedom they wasted. That's the real reason why this is such an important election, the most important election in history, because a real war in America between American citizens can be averted. But if Donald Trump is not reelected, the chance of a real civil war in America goes up significantly, and that would be tragic. 
four more years of a great economy will prove to people that capitalism works. That's a good thing. With four more years of President Trump, things like the phony history being taught in our schools might be erased, and critical race theory will go away too in many places, except college campuses, of course. Getting rid of those two things alone will significantly reduce the chance that Americans will be fighting each other in a war sometime in the future. And maybe the riots will stop too, if the Democrats running the cities decide it's hurting their chances of getting elected again. And in four years, it's possible that people will be so sick of watching and reading fake and distorted news that maybe that business model collapses, and maybe it'll be replaced with honest reporting. I know, that would be a real stretch of the imagination. So, you can really make the argument that this is the most important election in our history. It isn't just political rhetoric, because if someone like AOC and her squad were ever to actually take over the country, the only real question will be, where will the re-education camps be? Guantanamo Bay or somewhere in Alaska? Do you like hot weather or cold weather for your political prisons. The fact is, you're not voting for Joe Biden or Donald Trump in this election. It's far more complex than that. You're seeing enormous changes to our American political parties and their politics and policies, too. Changes that no one would have believed possible 10 years ago, or even four years ago. For years, the saying has been, your vote is precious. And it has been. But compared to the stakes of the election taking place this November, those past elections have been penny-ante affairs. This one is for all the marbles. The left is pushing all of their chips into the middle of the table, betting that you won't pay attention to the hand they want to deal the American people. I'm betting we are watching, and we see them dealing from the bottom of the deck, it's their only way of making us believe that Joe Biden is actually a moderate, instead of the socialist joker he really is.